So we want today is called No Reputation, and it's going to be very, very brief, given that we do have a communion service. Could I invite you to open in your Bibles to the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 22, and I'm going to ask you to start with me in verse 20, Luke chapter 22, we're going to start in verse 20, and then we'll jump down to verse 24. Luke 22, verse 20, Jesus at the Last Supper tells them the significance of, his, of the wine. He says, this cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. And then in verse 24, we are told what the theme of their thoughts were even during this very solemn occasion, the Bible says, and there was also a strife among them, which of them should be accounted the what? The greatest. Long before Luke wrote this gospel, the second wisest man who ever lived said this in Proverbs 13, verse 10, only by pride cometh contention. I'm going to make a statement here today, and I think that it is well-founded. Anytime that we have a conflict with someone, it's very likely that in some way, pride is at the root of that conflict. And I think that this kind of a conflict takes place many times. My wife and I celebrated our third anniversary this past Thursday. If you asked me what is the most common phrase that we as a couple share, it's easily, I love you. You know, we say I love you multiple times in a day, but Further down the list, one of the things that my wife says a lot is she says, men are proud. <laughs> and she says that whenever we get into an argument and she feels like I should be the one to say, hey, you know, I'm sorry. But she always says, men are proud. And whether or not that's true, the point is that the Bible teaches that pride is a... On the day, or I should say on the night when they are sharing the last meal with Christ, this Thursday evening, they are arguing about who will be the greatest. I think that when you look at life, husband and wives, when husband and wives fight, it's either because the husband doesn't feel respected or the wife doesn't feel loved. But at the root of that is that their pride was wounded, right? When two friends, they fight. Somewhere in that mix, there is an element of pride that's been wounded or hurt. And if someone gets promoted at work and you're not, somehow contention arises. Why? Because pride finds itself in this mix. 
I want to ask us to meditate on our example, Jesus. And I want to ask you to turn with me to the book of Philippians now. Philippians chapter 2. The church at Philippi was like any other church. They had people that got into conflicts. And in this church, Paul wrote a letter, or to this church, Paul wrote a letter, and he gave them some advice that if they followed this advice, they could solve and resolve the interpersonal conflicts in the church. Here's what he said in verse 2, Philippians 2, verse 2. I'm sorry, verse 3. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others the same as themselves. Is that what it says? What does it say? Better than themselves. I want you to take a moment. Don't look around, but I want you to think of the people in this church. And I want you to ask yourself, do I really believe and esteem this person better than myself? If you're human, it's natural that you esteem yourself better than everyone else. That's just normal. But Paul is saying, esteem others not the same as you, but he says, better than you. And then he gives us the example. In verse 5, he says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Verse 6, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Now, let's pause there. What is that saying? Paul is saying that even though Jesus was equal with God, even though he was equal with God, he, 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 was, he was God. And then he tells us in verse 7, but he made himself of no reputation. You know, most people are preoccupied with what do people think about me. Isn't that true? We, we fight. We, we, uh, we try as much as possible to protect our reputation. We want people to think well of us. And I'm not saying that you should deliberately make your reputation bad. I'm not saying that because it's easy to do that. But I want to be clear, Jesus didn't care about his reputation. He didn't. You know, we're always worried about, oh, if I do this, if I say this, what will people think? Jesus made himself of no reputation. In the world, we respect reputation. God cares about character. Can you say amen? They're very different. Reputation is what you see, what people see. And we're worried about that. God is worried about our heart, our characters, and that's what prepares us for eternity. Amen? He made himself of no reputation. 
And he took upon him the form of a servant. Now, do you know, friends, that in the original Greek, the Greek word is doulos. It actually means a slave. Jesus not only was God, but he made himself a man. And he didn't just become like, you know, an average man. He didn't, he could have easily chosen to incarnate as a king, as a, no, as a nobleman. But no, Jesus made himself the lowest of humanity's lot. He made himself a slave. Notice what it says about that. He was made in the likeness of men. And verse 8 says, being found in fashion as a man, he did what? He He humbled himself. Imagine what love, what condescension. He was God. And then he made himself a man, but not just any man, of no reputation. And even then, the Bible says, he humbled himself and became obedient of the cross. Now, I want to pause here for a moment. In our society today, if I told you this person died on the electric chair, what would you automatically think? He's a bad guy. You know, if I said, this guy died by lethal injection, you would say, he did something wrong. Isn't that right? That's what the cross was. The cross wasn't just, you know, you fall asleep and, you're, you fall asleep and then you peacefully die. The cross was an, ignomini- an ignominious form of death. It was, it was tainted with the idea that this person was a terrible criminal. In other words, Jesus was God. He humbled himself. He became a man. He made himself of no reputation. He didn't have a great family. He wasn't wealthy. He wasn't good-looking even. The Bible says that Jesus humbled himself. He became a servant, a slave, and then he died this very, very infamous death. But guess what? Verse 9 says, Wherefore God also hath highly, what? Exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should, what? Bow, and of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Church, I want to leave this thought with you as we move into our communion service. Maybe there's someone in this church that you don't have the best relationship with. Maybe there's someone in your family that you don't have the best relationship with. Maybe there is someone at work that you're having some conflict. I want to challenge you not to worry about them. But begin with the person that you see in the mirror. If you learn to humble yourself, if you learn to be like Jesus in mind, who, became, who was God but became just the lowest of the low, if you, can, if you can understand that mindset and accept that mindset, I can say with confidence that your relationships with other people are going to improve. Nobody likes a proud person. Let me say that one more time. Nobody 
likes a proud person. And so as we come into this service today, we are not doing the ordinance of humility because of, obviously, the ongoing pandemic. But as we partake of the bread, as we partake of the wine, remember that Jesus humbled himself even to the death of the cross. Let us have that mind in us.